This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mike and the Mad Dog, Sports Radio 66 All eyes in a couple of places tonight in the NBA in the United Center, Bulls and the Magic. Game two in baseball, Yankee Stadium. Doc Gooden, uh, obviously after his no-hitter, his first start since, pitching against the Athletics. That great performance last Tuesday night. And every time the, somebody pitches a no-hitter and goes back to the mound, they always hear the name of who, though? Johnny Vandermeer. Yep. And uh, he did it back-to-back, back in 38 with the Reds, and he joins us from Tampa on the fan. It's nice to have him with us for the first time. John, Chris Russo, and Mike Francesa in New York. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm pretty good. we got a little rain down here. A little rain, but you're doing okay, huh? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, now, do you root for guys like this? There was a story in today's paper saying that when you Blackwell almost did it in 47, you were hoping he'd get those last couple of outs against the Dodgers. So you root for guys to tie your great record, huh? Well, I think it's good for baseball, and uh, I'm for it, and uh, it's going to help baseball. Uh, uh, yes, I'm, I'm pulling for him. And as an old-time guy, though, Johnny, you were quoted as saying today in the papers that basically, if it were up to you, Gooden wouldn't even be pitching, huh? Sir, I can get that. That Gooden wouldn't even be pitching if it were up to you because of his problems with drugs, huh? Well, I, he's he was over 21 years old. He knew he was messing with the integrity of the game, and I just don't have much time for anybody who messes with the integrity of the game. I think that's the number one thing of the game. I, I don't have any problem with that argument. I mean, as it turns out, a little different time, but I know where you're coming from. Uh, Johnny, how about uh, your two great gems? Uh, uh, did you go into the second no-hitter at Brooklyn, Ebbets Field, thinking about, uh, well, here it is again, I'm in the sixth inning with a chance for a back-to-back. Did you ever think about that, going into your second no-hitter in Brooklyn? No, I uh, I really didn't because I didn't know such a record existed, and uh, I uh, I just went out for a shutout, just try to win a ball game. That was the name of the game, and and uh, that's what I tried to do. And I didn't go for a no hitter in either ball game till the ninth inning. In in game one, in your first no hitter, Johnny, we're talking with Johnny Vandermeer, who pitched two no hitters, back to back no hitters, a record that I think will stand for a long, long time, if not ever, and it's not been broken yet. He did it in 1938. Who who hit the best ball off you in your first no hitter? Well, I, there wasn't. Uh, uh, when I say this in all sincerity, uh, there wasn't any real hard. Tough plays in either ball game. I think the toughest play in, was in the second game when Buddy Hassett hit a line shot back through the box, and I knocked it down and picked it up and threw him out. I guess that was probably one of the uh, toughest plays it was in the, in the game. There was uh, pretty much uh, 
a routine routine game of baseball. There's a lot of ground balls. So no diving catches by an outfielder. No, 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 no great no play. No crashes. No, <laughs> no <laughs> any of that. No. Well, uh, Johnny, how about the, let's get to the first one, Crosley Field. Uh, was that? Uh, no, I'm not familiar with it. My partner here, a little older than me, is. Uh, was that known as a good pitcher's park or a good hitter's park, Crosley Field, Cincinnati? It was known as a damn good park both ways. Both ways. That uh, it was. Uh, we probably had the best playing field in the game. We had a great groundkeeper. I guess him and Mr. Fabian at the polo grounds were probably two of the best at the time. Wow. And uh it was a it was it was a good sized ballpark. It was three eighty three eighty nine in the right field and three thirty in the left. Mm-hmm. But uh, it had a little terrace in the left so you had to hit had, the ball. It had a little porch in left field. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh, Johnny, did, uh, did you have better stuff the first game or better stuff the second game? Well, I had much better control in the first game, and second game I was much quicker. Much quicker? How many yeah. did you walk the first one? I think I only walked about three. And the second one you walked more? I walked almost everybody in the ballpark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You walked a bundle in the second game, huh? I walked about seven. Wow. Oh, did you really? Uh, well, Gooden walked six the other night. He did, yeah. Uh, now, you in the, in the next game, how much attention was there? It must have been an incredible amount of attention on you, Johnny, when you went out there after your two no-hitters to pitch your third game after that, right? Well, uh, that third game was in Boston on the Sunday afternoon. Must have been. I, I mean, I went, I went three and two-third innings there, and Deb Garmer's got a base set off me through the box. Wow. He went. <laughs> when, when you walked off the mound after three innings, Johnny, we think, here we go again? Well, uh, I was glad it was over. I, if I had a $10 bill in my pocket, I'd have walked over and give it to Garms. I mean, it had to stop sometime. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the second one, dog, was the first night game ever played in Brooklyn. I know that. How, how, about, about, how about pitching under the lights in that game? Well, the, the lights the lights were very good. They were excellent. You, you can, in fact, they said at the time you can light a highway from New York to Chicago, so you can figure out how, how many lights I had in the park. Huh. Now, they but, had lights in Cincinnati, right, Johnny, before this? They had, they had lights in Cincinnati, and so I guess it was around 33 or somewhere in there. And uh, they, But they only played one night game a year against each club. Of course, and then Ricky came into Brooklyn and he said, let's play every night. I got you. We're talking with Johnny Vandermeer, who pitched back-to-back no-hitters, 1938. Gooden to the mound. Tonight, obviously, as a lot of pitchers have done, countless number of pitchers have done, trying to see if they can equal that record. Breaking that record would be impossible. You'd have to pitch three no-hitters in a row. And I saw a quote from you, Johnny, saying there's not a week that goes by that somebody somewhere doesn't stop you and talk to you about that feat of yours. Well, I'd say almost every day, not a week. That's wow. unbelievable. So your whole life you've been talking about these talking about these back-to-back no-hitters. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm pretty well-versed in them. <laughs> uh, Johnny, how about this? So we just got a little statistics from our historian here. Ninth inning of the second game. I guess you walked the bases loaded with one out, huh? Well, I hadn't done that all night, so I thought I'd give him a little thrill of the full house. <laughs> and then you got Ernie Coy, and then you got Leo DeRoche to end it with the... Uh, uh, on, on the last two outs of the game with Leo up there in the ninth inning, huh? Well, I had Leo struck out, and the umpire behind him played Bill uh, Bill Stewart. Uh, Lom, Lom came up and shaded him out of the out of the pitch. Lom was a big guy. Lombardi was a real big guy. Sure, and and uh, Bill was only about uh, five foot nine, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Lon was six foot three. And when, anytime an, uh, uh, a catcher shades out an umpire, it's an automatic ball. I mean, that's part of their religion, I guess. Right. But uh, I had him struck out, and then when DeRocher popped up, Bill Stewart was the first guy to the mound, and he says, if I, if you didn't get it, he says, I I blew it. So. Wow, because he would, he would have been strike three on DeRocher. Well, after he called it, he realized that uh, he, he blew the pitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm it, sure had about, Le- it had about four inch, four or five inches of the plate. It was a real good strength. I'm sure Leo was real quiet on the way to first. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Leo, Leo was never quiet. Leo, <laughs> Leo was a great ball player. He's a good guy. Uh, how about uh, watching these guys? I mean, well, tell us, uh, Johnny, when you were in the dugout for the Reds with Blackwell. Now, uh, Dave Anderson had a good story today in the New York Times saying that you were rooting for Blackwell in that second no-hit attempt. In the ninth inning, you thought he had an opportunity to get it, but then Stanky got the base hit. But you were rooting for Blackwell to get that no-hitter, huh? Well, I was sitting on the front step, and I'd probably been the first guy out there to congratulate him unless Lon beat me out there, and I can run my faster than Lombardi could. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Stanky got a cheap hit, but then Jackie Robinson got a big, solid single to center field, huh? That's right. Yeah, it was two hits in a row. Did he knock Jackie? You know, there was one story that said that he knocked Jackie Robinson down after oh, the base hit. Is it not true? Somebody added a line in there someplace. Not not true, huh? No, it's not true. Not true. Interesting. Uh, Johnny, how about uh, when you think about those two, you know, that, that tremendous week that you had, you're only 23 years of age, my goodness, from Jersey, and here it is, uh, second year in the big leagues, and you're picking, pitching back-to-back no-hitters. I'm not too sure what month it was in, but that's awfully early in your career to have such tremendous success, huh? Well, I, I had pretty good stuff. I was quick for a young guy. I was real quick, and about as hard as anybody did, I guess. It was a little wild, and and uh, nobody took any toe holes. Mm-hmm. Who was yeah. the toughest hitter you ever had to face, Johnny? Not in those two particular games, but overall, who was the toughest guy that gave you a lot of trouble? Uh, Walker Cooper he used to get mad because the ball didn't go over the fence and only go about two foot from the top of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Walker Cooper, the old catcher from somewhere, right? Yeah. These are the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Uh, now, do you root for Doc Gooden tonight? Are you you going to root for Doc despite the fact... Yeah, I'll, I'll root for him. There's no question about it, but I just don't go along with his principles. That's all. Have you met Doc being from Tampa? No, no I don't know him. Uh, and and uh, you were quoted as saying today you watch a lot of baseball. Sounds like you do, Johnny. Watch a lot of Atlanta Brave games, huh? I I watch a game pretty much every night. Oh, you do? How about that Brave pitching, huh? They've got great pitching. That's that's the guts of that ball club. They uh, they they got outstanding pitching. Yeah. How about Maddox, uh, Johnny? Give me a little. What's your feelings on how good he is? Huh? Last three or four well, years. Well, he's, he's been great. He hasn't come up with this year with what he's come up. With. I think he's only four and three right now. But uh, yeah, he. He plays in them in the game. He strike one. You just you, know, you watch me strike one, and every hitter that walks up there, and that's important. And, uh, that's that's the name of the game, Johnny. We look at the we're talking with Johnny Vandermeer, who pitched back to back no hitters, nineteen thirty eight, uh, a feat that I, I don't think could ever be broken. You'd have to pitch three. So we're talking with him. He's from down in Tampa now, from Midland Park, New Jersey, where the two balls are in a museum there, a little sports museum there, a sports hall of fame. The two balls there in Midland Park, New Jersey. If you ever want to see him. And also, how about the pitching now? We spent a lot of time, Johnny, looking at these scores, 16, 18, all these runs every night now. you have a reason why the pitching's so bad as a pitcher who pitched in the 30s and 40s, why the pitching's so bad in baseball in 1996? Well, I have a philosophy. Probably some people don't agree with well, me. Well, what is it? We'd like to hear it. 
But uh, the ball they're using now is uh, you can play jacks with. Uh, <laughs> left-handers hit home runs in left field all day, and right-handers hit home runs all night in, in right field. That's one reason. And secondly, you got the you got the the, uh, the rug in a lot of the ballparks, and some of the balls are getting through that wouldn't get through on the grass. And it's true, yeah. Also, there's there's too many. There's, the expansion has really hurt the game as far as the player quality is concerned. And of course, it evens out. I won't question that. But uh, so you think it's there's, worse? There's it? Too many clubs, and on the top of it, they got twenty-five players in the club to where we used to have twenty, and uh, the caliber of players got too many holes in it right now. How about the f- pitching on five days versus pitching on four days? Well, I, I, I don't know. I like. I liked the three days all my life, and uh, I enjoyed it. And I think five five days for a hard thrower like myself would be entirely too much rest. Uh, I, I'll go with the three days, and that's what Atlanta's starting to go with. And uh, Johnny, you ha- you ha- you only had three days off in between your two no hitters, right? Well, that's all we ever had. Only had, yeah, the three days. Did you ever have a sore arm? Yeah, I was out uh, from the middle of the nineteen thirty nine season uh, through the. Over the middle of the 1940 season, I had a I had a back injury, and uh, and it took me a little over a year to come out of it. Wow. What was the closest, Johnny? After that, after that back to back no hitters, what was the closest you ever came to another no hitter? Well, they took one away from me in Philadelphia. What happened there? Uh, Danny Litwiler hit a ball down to Eddie Juice on shortstop, and he dropped it, picked it up, dropped it, picked it up a couple times, and. It wasn't very fast, and threw it to first base, and one of those bang bang plays. And uh, and them days, uh, that's another thing I in, in, innovated was they didn't put the hit up on the scoreboard. And after the game, everybody thought it was a no hitter. They thought it was you know an outright error. If you don't get your bases in your own ballpark, you're not going to get them on the road. That's for sure. And uh, so, did you think you would pitch the no hitter? Uh, I thought I had one, and uh, so did everybody else in the stand. They tried to change it after the game. And then after the game, they had ruled after it a hit. The, and uh, No, after the game, they tried to change it from a hit to an error. And, right. And McKechnie stepped in and said, no. He says, uh, we'll just keep it as it is. What inning was that, Johnny? It was about the fifth. Wow. And, and you left the field thinking you had pitched a no-hitter. Well, I, uh, I knew right away. They ran out on the field. Everybody ran out on the field, and... Then they put the announcement on and said that that wire got a fit, hit in the fifth inning. Well, what, oh. they, what did the scoreboard didn't say? It didn't say runs and hits. It didn't have the. It just had runs. Didn't have it hits. Did. It did from the next day on. It did from the <laughs> next day on. <laughs> so it was a scoreboard that only had zeros for the innings and didn't have any hits. That's right. Wow. wow. And, and who was the scorer? Do you remember? Uh. Yeah, I just can't call his name off right now. Yeah, it was an easy name for you to forget, huh? <laughs> in fact, in fact, he played. He was a he was a sports writer, and uh, he played some minor league ball. No kidding. Oh, but, but if you don't get your bases in your home ballpark, where are you going to get them on the road? That's, not a chance. Not so a chance. Johnny Vandermeer, who had back Almost to back, got robbed of another one. How about that, Johnny? How about uh, you know the old uh, you know the old superstition about not talking to a pitcher? In the middle of a no-hitter, did any of your teammates in the first one or the second one, they not talk to you or they do talk oh, that, to you? That's a, that's a no-no. They didn't talk to you at all, huh? No, that's a no-no. Even uh, in a second, not not a peep from like no, a fifth nobody, inning? On. Nobody ever does that in any game. That's a no-no. Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, 
Johnny, was, uh, I guess the last thing I would say, when did you start thinking any particular inning in the second one in Ebbets Field when you started thinking about, boy, this is amazing, I could pitch another no-hitter? No, I didn't think about that in either ball game till the ninth inning. And when the ninth inning started, I just said to myself, I've got 25 good pitches in me, and they're going to hit the best I got. They're not going to hit no sliders, no no cheap, slowed-up pitches. They're going to hit everything as I'm going to come at them because they're going to come at me. So you threw nothing but uh, good old country hardball, huh? Good old hardball. Very yep. good. Johnny, well done. Thanks for a few minutes. We really appreciate it, and good luck to you, huh? Okay, good luck to you all. Thank you, Johnny. Johnny Vandermeer down in Tampa, over 80 years of age. A memory like an absolute tack. Boy, unbelievable. And, and actually got robbed of a third no-hitter. How about that, huh? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 